podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome, everyone, to the second edition of Chicks with Dig, brought to you by Boxing Asylum. I'm your host, Matt DiGelinardo. Here we are, one week removed from the exceptional fight between Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano in an atmosphere which can only be described as electric. In where they went and sold out Madison Square Garden after so many people said that it wasn't possible within women's boxing for them to be able to do that as the headliner. Uh, as soon as the entrances happened, you, you could tell that it was a special night. Um, Amanda Serrano coming in with a whole lot of energy, just soaking it in, uh, just kind of jumping, dancing her way down to the ring, real high energy. Uh, Katie Taylor, uh, coming in a bit uh, more subdued, a little bit vis- more business-like, uh, you know, coming out to, to her uh, her Christian uh, the song. I uh, can't remember what the heck that was called. But uh, as the people were screaming and cheering and the rep brought them together in the center of the ring, Amanda Serrano looked at Katie Taylor and said, this is crazy. And it was. And from that point on, they proceeded to put on one heck of a show. Uh, in a fight that really could have gone either way. Uh, the, uh, these women went to war over 10 hotly contested rounds. The early rounds kind of take your pick, uh, as far as, uh, as far as, uh, what your flavor was on it, uh, with, uh, Serrano landing more to the body, Taylor more up top working off the back foot. But then in the fourth round, Amanda Serrano started taking over, uh, Katie Taylor getting cut, uh, in in uh, in an incredible fifth round, Amanda Serrano throwing 114 punches uh, in that fifth, uh, absolutely blistering Katie Taylor's shots. Stunning display by Taylor just for not going down during such uh, a barrage that she experienced uh, during that uh, that uh, tremendous fifth round. But uh, even though a Serrano still probably won the sixth, throwing that many punches definitely took out uh took out something from the gas tank of amanda serrano and katie taylor clearly was able to win round seven eight and nine uh as uh as later on she started to find success with maybe more of a looping right hand than the straight one that she normally throws uh since when she couldn't exactly find her foot position uh kind of coming over and and throwing it around the guard of serrano and a, a clever move showing her pedigree um, and then in that 10th round, uh, I think you got to possibly throw that in the round of the year discussion going to war. Uh, it seemed like both women were hurt during that round uh, with uh, Taylor almost touching a knee uh, in the last 10 seconds before coming up to, to exchange a few more shots with, uh, with uh, Amanda Serrano. Uh, it, it was just a tremendous fight. One judge uh, going 96, 94 for Serrano. Uh, and then you had one 97-93 for Taylor, another 96-93 for Serrano. The sole judge to give uh, a 10-8 round to Serrano in that uh, in that incredible fifth. 
it uh it was definitely a fight where the fighters rose to the occasion uh, which rarely happens when uh, you get these uh, super fights, uh, as I, I guess the numbers uh, definitely reveal that this uh, this was. And we, so many times we've been let down by lackluster fights and events uh, when uh, when uh, we've been sold that it that, that it's a mega fight, it's it's an event, and and both fighters are going to bring their best. Well, this time around. Both fighters really did bring their best uh, in a, in a stunning display that is definitely going to uh, be talked about for many years to come, and is going to be a catalyst, I believe, for uh, more people getting involved in the sport. And we'll talk about that a bit later. Um, but what an incredible fight! Uh, and I, they're already talking about a rematch. I would love to see it if they could end that boxing ban in Ireland that they've had. Uh, and optimistically, everybody can get along. Uh, it would be incredible for Taylor to have what could honestly be her last fight um, back home in Ireland. Uh, it, it would be stunning, uh, you know, uh, starting uh, considering she started out having to, uh, you know, hide the fact that she was a female just to be able to compete and learn the sport of boxing where it was uh, still legal when she was a, a, a child. Um but uh, it's an incredible story where even though there was a win and a loss on the ledger, there were no losers in the ring. Uh, an incredible sportsmanship shown by both ladies. Uh, and uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, it, it's fun talking crap up uh, leading up into the fight and things like that. But after that final bell has uh, has rung, uh, it's time to set that aside. And uh, uh, they, they, they both showed that they understood that the moment was far bigger than both of them uh and uh it was incredible and uh i think uh, forever on uh their names will be uh hitched together every time you think amanda serrano you're going to be thinking katie taylor and vice versa um so that was a good one and also on that card uh we shot we saw franchon cruz discern take a unanimous 10 round decision over elon sideros uh, in unifying the 168-pound division uh, with with Christina Hamer sitting in the background. You never know. Uh, she could hop into there. Um, she's been fighting less than optimal opposition lately. Uh, but as far as this fight went, uh, Franchon Cruz deserved just threw an exceptional right hand all fight long. Uh, it was absolutely uh, tremendous uh, to see uh, how she just beat up Ciros with that with that right hand. Uh, she she threw a hook a, a few times, but uh, she definitely needs to work on that left hook. There there there's times in the exchanges when uh, she uh, was finishing up with uh, with a jab. When if she would have uh, thrown a hook and turned it over, she would have been able to catch Cedarus um, even more often than she uh, than she had. But uh, all all credit to Cedarus who uh, uh, started her athletic career actually playing on the. Uh, uh, the, uh, the national, uh, the Norwegian sw Swedish, uh, national soccer team. Uh, so she, I mean, she's got an athletic background. Um, but, but I mean, both, uh, both of them, I mean, with limited experience as far as the professional and amateur ranks go, but, um, you know, Cruz Desern at a, it, she's really interesting at 168 pounds. Um, she's working with Barry Hunter. Um, she has good movement at times working in and out. Um, uh, but she does square up, kind of step over herself at times. 
um, and, and she does get caught. Uh, she got buzzed in the uh, the, the fourth round uh, by by Cedarus, but she came back and probably uh, won that round. Um, and and um, she just showed a good ring IQ. Uh, she was uh, using her jab uh, to to pick off uh, Cedarus. Uh, before she could uh, shoot the right hand, uh, it had showed excellent timing. Um, and you, with someone like Barry Hunter in your corner, uh, you could go quite a ways. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if the winner of Savannah Marshall and Clarissa Shields, uh, which is uh, looking like it's going to be happening in the summer, will take on uh, Franchon Cruz Desern and and try to take all of those belts at 168 pounds. Uh, with uh, I'm sure uh, Franchon would love to get a little revenge on uh, the Clarissa Shields as much uh, she has respect for. Uh, what what a story that would be! Lose your debut fight to the uh, the Olympian in her debut, uh, only to come back and defend your titles in what would end up probably being a very well viewed match against her. Uh, I think that's a great story, and it would sell. So I'm looking forward to that for sure and, and seeing where she might go from here. Um, but uh, Cedrus uh, just didn't have what it took, but she stood up to it all. She's got a, she's, she's, she's got a good chin. She's a tough, tough gal. And uh, she's, she's up there in, uh, in, in, in age. She's getting in her late 30s. So I don't know if she's got much left, but hey, um, she was on a great card uh, and she put on a great show for the people. Nothing to be ashamed of. Franchon Cruz Desern uh, moves on. Um, let's see here. Jim McDonald says, Maddie, how many cod fillets can Terry Harper batter over 10 by two minute rounds? I don't know. I think that has to do with the kitchen setup. You know, it's going to be all about uh, what, uh, you know, the professionalism of the kitchen, I, I think, at that point in time, Jim. But uh, I do appreciate your question. Now, uh, moving on, uh, one of the fighters that uh, is definitely one of the budding stars in the sport uh, is sitting on the shelf for a little bit while. Uh, speaking of Sinisa Estrada, um, in a dispute of, with Golden Boy, uh, she has been offered multiple dates, um, and she's been turning them down uh, in a dispute over money. Um, Golden Boy trying to take the high road, uh, not really wanting to comment on it um, quite a bit, uh, but, uh, Estrada expecting more money. It, it's, it's tough. You know, you got to have a dance partner and, and, and unfortunately for her, there's no one, uh, that's really been built up to that degree. You know, I, uh, they, they put some work into building up, um, Amanda Serrano as a dance partner for Katie Taylor, and they were able to produce this event, um, to, you know, do something even half of that. They're going to have to have a quality dance partner for her, um, and you only get those big bucks if you're headlining the shows. Um, it, it's a tough way up, um, but, uh, you know, she's got a lot of potential uh, as far as her star and, and also the ability. So hopefully she does not um, uh, use this to stay out of the ring. And, um, and I, I'm looking at her maybe she's cause she's fought 105 to 112 and she's currently holding the title at 105. I would like her to go up and take on, uh, uh, Evelyn Bermudez at 108 pounds, uh, who's a unified champ, uh, who is a, a unified champ there. I think that's, that's a really good fight. Um, and obviously all of these women are looking for decent paydays, um, at this point in time. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, if, uh, if they can find a fight like that for Sinisa, because it's a struggle for her at this point in time, uh, she needs a dance partner. Um, I, I, I hope she realizes that she has to recognize her real value. Um, I mean, uh, Taylor, uh, Taylor and Serrano produced, um, and there's, but there's just not, 
an 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 you know an a another a side to go up against her or even a the high b side so i um i think it's going to be a struggle uh for her to be able to get uh to get that um at this point in time but you know looking on in, into the growth of the sport um and i i think you have to look at uh, how how it's going to go from here is is the key is going to be growing amateur programs and when you consider that women's boxing wasn't even added to the olympics until 2012 well, you have to look at it. it, it there wasn't really a, a great pathway. There wasn't a, a, a excellent development mechanisms in place for women's boxing. But now with the, the Olympics taking it on, there is. Um, and 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 that with that clear path, now you're going to see a greater development of these fighters. And I think that uh, you know, in the obviously it's going to be more in the westernized countries and things like that. But I, but I think uh, that's one of the great things with globalism is I think you'll see it expand and we'll see um, fighters from all across the globe um, who are who are competing uh, within women's boxing and doing it at a high level. Um, and 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 this growth is going to inspire the younger women and girls. Um, it, the, we need them to take up the sport. And in, you have to look at, you know, a lot of the, the age of the current uh, title holders and such in, in professional women's boxing. And, and they're older because it's only recently that this has become a viable uh, means to make a buck. Uh, so it's so it's something that even though there's older fighters now, these fighters that are in their 30s are inspiring uh, these women in their uh, in their teens right now um, and, and maybe younger, you know, you got to think these girls sitting on daddy's lap, you know, seven and eight year olds watching, uh, you know, the, the Taylor Serrano fight and things of that nature. Uh, so I, that is definitely going to help. And it, it's a slow burn. Um, it, it's going to take time. But but these doors are opening as uh, as it's being proved, uh, you know, economically for for promoters at this point in time and within 10 years. Uh, the sport is is going to be far more competitive. You're not going to see these divisions with less than 40 fighters competing and things like that. It, it's it's going to be a completely different story. And in 20 years, it's going to be getting closer to the men's sport. I'm not going to say it's going to be equivalent, but I'm going to say the competitive level is definitely going to be there. And the numbers of fighters are going to be much, much higher. Um, and in a lot of that, happens because they're going to be inspired by fights like Katie Taylor against Amanda Serrano. That was a big stepping stone. So, you know, if you're a dad and you've got a, you know, a daughter and, and don't be afraid to take her to the gym, if she shows an interest, uh, that that's one of the, the first steps that we can take. And you have to remember, you know, you know, your kids, you know, you know, you know, the ones that, uh, that, uh, your daughter's more likely to play with dolls and you know, which one's pushing the boys around on the playground. Um, and if you got a tough, if you got a tough little girl, well, don't treat her like a delicate flower, bring her to the gym, Let's see if she can, if she can pull off boxing, cause she might be inspired by it. And it's at the very least, maybe she doesn't end up uh, following it all the way or something like that. But boxing teaches you incredible discipline. And that's something I think we could all use in our lives. I know that I could use it a whole lot more, um, but that's a whole different story. Now coming up this month, there are some title fights going on right now. Um, today, actually, uh, you have Céline Lefebvre taking on Melania Soroch. Uh, uh, Lefebvre is French, Soroch Spanish, having a nice border war there. 
Uh, Sarosh hasn't lost since 2016, but she's lost every time that she has stepped up. Um, Celine is undefeated, only one stoppage on her record, 15 fights. Uh, Sarosh at 18, 2 and 2, 6 stoppages. To her credit, she has been stopped once in her career. Um, and then uh, on the 13th, you're going to have uh, Hannah Rankin taking on uh, Alejandra Ayala. Uh, Rankin uh, 11 and 5, two stoppage victories to her credit. But she was knocked out by Savannah Marshall in 2020. But her opponent, Ayala, also knocked out by Savannah Marshall herself in 2018 as Marshall was still developing. Uh, Ayala's sitting at 14 and 5 with eight stoppages to her credit. So she can punch a bit, but she's had a really, really light kind of level of opposition other than these couple of step-ups where she's hasn't been able really to rise to the challenge. Um, so, and that's going to be on the 13th from Glasgow. Um, and then on uh, the 30th, Mio Yoshida will be defending her uh, WBO 115-pound strap against Tamao Ozawa. Uh, Yoshida 15 and 2 with no stoppages on a record. Ozawa 16 and 5 with 6 to her credit. Has been stopped twice. Um, but Ozawa has lost in all of her three prior title attempts. Um, it, this should be definitely a distance fight with Yoshida boxing to a clean victory. The more, I guess you'd have to say the bigger fight this month, even though it's, it's not much going on. Uh, it, it's a little bit of a slow month in women's boxing is on uh, May 21st, uh, which I believe is going to be on the, I think that might be the Boatsy undercard. Chantel Cameron putting up her WBC and IBF 140 pound straps against Victoria Noel Bustos. Um, you might remember Bustos losing to Cecilia Brakus in 2018 or 2019 and, uh, and losing to Katie Taylor in 2018. Um, it's, um, I, you know, Bustos, she doesn't throw, uh, throw a lot of hard punches. Um, she, um, throws a bit to the body, but she's not the kind of puncher that's going to be giving Chantel Cameron a lot of trouble. Um, she has gone the distance with both, uh, and Taylor. So she's, she's tough. Um, but they're not the biggest punchers in the sport either. Cameron has a bit of pop to her. She's got a good right hand and Bustos does have a tendency to lean over to her own right side, kind of leaving the left side of her face open. So if Cameron can hold uh, and maybe faint her into that position and, and uh, throw a good punch uh, off the shoulder and down on her, uh, she could catch her with something nasty. She does have a good right hand. Um, she has her left hand can get a little bit slappy when she's hooking, but she's very, very busy with the jab. Um, probably should be a distance fight, but you never know. Cameron with that right hand could, could stop her, which considering the level of opposition and the fact that she hasn't been stopped before would be a statement. So if she's looking to make a statement to maybe keep Katie out for one more fight and one more weight class or something like that, or maybe, um, make a, a bid to, uh, to have a very interesting fight at 147 pounds with Jessica McCaskill, um, that, um, she needs to shine and in this um it's a tough opponent to do with with uh bustos is very durable um she's just a, a little bit tricky but she can be hit so we'll see what cameron's able to pull off there and and that's on may 21st so um 
this isn't like, like I said, this isn't like the normal Boxing Asylum podcast. It's not a three-hour run, but I would like to find a co-host. And specifically, it would be nice to find a female co-host to focus on this uh, podcast devoted to women's boxing. If you would be interested, send me an email at uh, maddieboxingasylum at gmail.com. And I would love to uh, to talk to you and see if we can't work out a way to do this. It's once a month. And uh, it would be fantastic to have somebody else to spread around the discussion with so we could extend the time a little bit. Um, but uh, until that point, um, I, this is what we'll be doing. And we'll be back next month to review these fights and see what we're looking at for some June title fights. And we'll be probably discussing a little bit of a preview of uh, the uh, Savannah Marshall-Clarissa Shields fight, which does look like it is should be on um thank you for everyone who did hop in today and i appreciate um everyone that just hopped in the chat i know it's not going to be as many people that normally do the boxing asylum nuthouse but uh i appreciate you guys we're going to grow this thing as the sport of women's boxing grows and uh we will see you back here again next month sports social podcast network